A lot of younger people out there uh, in the audience uh, really have no idea uh, how different things are right now than how they used to be, say, 30, 40 years ago. Things used to be a lot different. Uh, The technology that we have right now, we didn't have anything close to this. Like the ability for me right now to uh, make this podcast, you know, film it record audio, put it on the internet where other people could listen to it instantaneously, basically put it on the internet. Right when I get done doing this, I could put this on the internet and within minutes, people could listen to it. These kind of things were absolutely impossible when I was a kid. I grew up in the 1970s. Um, and it, I just need to try to uh, give you an idea what things used to be like. Okay, for instance, uh, television. You only had the television set would ha- would come with basically uh, twelve channels on it. It was on a dial. You had to turn physically turn the dial. Uh, unless you had a, there, there were remote controls back in the seventies, but they were very for the expensive models. But it actually physically, if you hit the button, it would physically turn it to the next channel, the dial. And you only had twelve channels. Uh, most people back then uh, received all their television through uh antennas on the roof uh i grew up in an area where there were no antennas and so you did have there was cable television actually i grew up in an area where cable television originated uh in pennsylvania and the company was is uh it's still around it's called service electric and uh basically because it was in a valley where we were located and you can't you couldn't get any signals through an antenna so in the late 1940s this guy who was selling televisions uh decided to uh he wasn't couldn't sell any because nobody was buying them um and uh because nobody could get a signal in this area where i where, where i'm from most people couldn't a lot of people couldn't uh, unless you're on top of a mountain, maybe. But even that, you were still too far away from uh, uh, a major city like Philadelphia to, to draw on the signal properly. So what he did was he uh, decided to, and this was like in the late 1940s, he built a tower on top of a mountain, basically ran a cable from it, and was able to draw in channels from uh, the Philadelphia area, New York area. And then he basically invented cable television this way. And uh, so by the 1970s, well, I, I was born in the late 60s, by the 1970s when, you know, when I was watching TV, by that point, most people were, you know, had uh, TV, televisions were no longer black and white. Most of them were, you know, color, but you could still buy black and white models. Um, and you, like I said, you only, you only had 12 channels. Like if you had an antenna, uh, you know, you, you, you might be able to pick up more on, on, uh, <clears throat> on a UHF signal. But where I grew up, I did have cable, and you had channels from 2 through 13. Um, that was it. And when something, if you're, there was a movie that you wanted to see, you had, a, you had to read a television. Every week, you know, my dad would get home you know, once a week when he would get paid. He'd pick up a TV guide for the next week. They don't make TV guides anymore. Uh, not like this, anyway. <clears throat> and you'd have to read the TV guide to find out what's coming on television the next week. 
you know. And if something was coming on that you wanted to see, you had to make sure that you were home to watch it. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't see it. You'd probably have to wait a couple of years. I mean, or who knows? Maybe never. I mean, you never knew when something was going to come on or when it was. If it came on, you wouldn't know when it was going to come on again. Uh, so you had you, you were completely reliant on what these channels that you got these few handful of channels were showing. Plus, you had to watch commercials. Uh, the only exception was a local PBS channel, public broadcasting channel, that would uh, show movies without commercials usually, unless they were having a pledge drive. When you know you'd have to wait, you have to sit through a pledge. You know they'd have an intermission during a movie just because they're trying to get donations, and they would have pledge drives. And a lot of times they would only show the really good movies during these pledge drives. <clears throat> but that's how it used to be. Like if you weren't home or you missed something, that's too bad. If you had to go, if you had to use the bathroom and uh, 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 during the movie, then you're going to miss a part unless you held it into there was a commercial break. Um, but it was a lot. Di- things were a lot different then. There were, you know, this was in the '70s before. We we got and then in the eighties, late seventies, early eighties. That's when VHS players, uh, videotape players, uh, started to become popular. And I, I remember it was an amazing thing to be able to get a videotape player <clears throat> because then you could watch a movie if you had access. If you had a movie in your hand, you could put it in the VHS tape player and watch watch it without commercials and whenever you want. However, and you could plus you could buy uh, other kind. You could buy the VHS blank tapes and record stuff off television. So it was a nice thing. All of a sudden, it was really nice to have that option. Um, but before we even got to that point, again, there was many years that went by in the seventies where you didn't have that. You didn't have the, that ability. There was no internet. There was no cell phones. Okay, it was just you had there was a phone in your house basically. And uh, if you're in a family with a lot of people, you know, it was a shared thing. You know, um, if you're trying to get a hold of your buddy or something when you're a kid and, and somebody else and, and the buddy's mom's on the phone for a half hour with somebody, then you, it was busy. You get a busy signal, you have to wait. There was no instant. T- things were slower then. The technology that we've created that up to this point has made things a lot faster. If you needed information about something back in the 70s, uh, 80s, into the 90s, uh, into the 2000s, actually. Most of the time, you know, you'd have to go to a library and they might not have the, if you're trying to find the answer to a certain question, they might have not have the, uh, the right book where that answer is at. You know, it was a very different kind of time. Uh, now, if you have, you know, just type in a word in Google, and you'll get your answer instantaneously. It's so much different. Things are so much faster now than they used to be. Technology is just so much more advanced just in the span of my you know, lifetime to this point. I'm in my early 50s now. But, you know, and, and the things that I've seen throughout my life, are, it's just amazing. And I, I love anybody, you know, who's my age in 40s or 50s, they could tell you the same thing. 60s, 70s, they'll tell you even more uh, how things have changed. It's just unbelievable the tech, the, the technological advances we had, just like with regard to, uh, you know, entertainment. Like now, I mean, it's amazing to think that you could just go on the internet or on a, you, you know, on your look, watch a high definition television uh, with a with a with a device like a Roku, or maybe you don't even need a device, and just instantaneously hit a button, and watch whatever movie you want. 
you know hbo back for instance back in the 70s when that first started it would it would you know it was limited like you you'd have to watch the stuff when it came on now they would repeat things a few times so you'd get a chance if you missed it one time you get another chance to watch it another time but again you were limited you couldn't just watch it whenever you wanted to not like now it's just we're just living in a different time it's a different period now it's just completely removed from how it used to be and I think a lot of younger people today just don't, they can't, they, they didn't live through this, so they can't really appreciate the difference and how, how much different things were. Like, I remember one time there was a movie come, went, going to be coming on television. I was waiting a, a couple of years to see it. And I couldn't wait to see this movie. And I remember looking through the TV guide and, and I saw that it was coming on finally. It was going to come on on a Friday night at eight o'clock at night. And, uh, I, I was all ready. I, I remember I stayed home to watch it. And right before the movie came on, the TV went out. The, the picture was all fuzz, nothing. And uh, I was very upset, very upset, because that was I was waiting a couple of years to see this, and it finally came on. And then I, I basically uh, went to sleep because I was very upset. And the next day when I woke up, I found out that somebody had hit a telephone pole and knocked the cable out. That's what happened. So you were... It was just a different time. Now, nowadays, if I wanted to watch that movie, I just hit a button, boom, instantaneously. It's almost like uh, it's on demand at, 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 at your fingertips. There's no waiting. I mean, maybe you have to pay money. Maybe it's free. Who knows? But whatever the case, I have access to that movie if I wanted to see it right now. It's just a different time now, and a lot of people just don't appreciate it. But I appreciate it, and it also makes me think just in that short span of time to see the, the way things have changed from then to now, the technological advances I've seen in my lifetime. Like, you know, when I was a kid, uh, the, the only way to really, like in the 70s before VHS players came into the picture, the only way to see a movie at home would be to, uh, you know, buy a what would you call it, uh, a, a, a movie projector. Okay, I guess i got to pause this because there's something going on here. Basically, it's amazing, you know, to to live through all these changes, to see these changes, on, you know. It, you, know it, it, you don't really notice them as much because it happens over a slow, it seems like a slow period of time, but it's really a quick period of time. Because, you know, I, I could remember things that, ha- like some things when I was a kid that seems like they happened yesterday. And it's amazing to think that, wow, I'm all, look at how far I'm, I'm at now. Look, look, I made it to this age. It's amazing. However, um, again, I just want to say that uh, we just, when you look at the technological advances that we, we've made, you have to consider, okay, it, uh, the beings that are coming here, the extraterrestrials that are coming here, uh, like, it, 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 the short amount of time that we made we you, you, humans made the these leaps uh in technology in just in the you know 40 50 years right look look i mean think about okay if they're if they're hundreds of thousands of years more advanced than us a million years more advanced than us that means they're 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 advancing even faster now like we're advancing faster we keep like now that the more, the smarter we get the more the more advanced we get technologically the faster newer technology comes along I mean, 
just over the course of five years, the the, t- the telephone technology just increases by in- incredible leaps and bounds. They, you know, things become more affordable. They're not, I mean, and, and yet more powerful. And the, uh, the eight, you know, from we went from you know two K to four K to eight K. We just keep going up a ladder really quickly now. Like it's like advancing very quickly. And you got to think, you know, if there's something out there that's more advanced than we are here. I mean, they're advancing too, and they're at this point. They're at a point where they're advancing even quick, more uh, quicker than we could because they're already well way beyond where we are now. Um, but it's just some in- interesting fodder to uh, consider when when thinking about this entire phenomenon, uh, extraterrestrial visitation. It's just something else to uh, you know consider, like think about us and then put it in context when you're thinking about them okay we're gonna just uh take a quick break here and we'll be right back this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Life is very fleeting. I mean, it's going by really quick. And the older you get, the quicker it goes by. And uh, I want to impress upon our younger audience out there the importance of this and keep that in mind. Uh, You know, you're young if you're, you know, a teenager, you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you know, you're pushing 40, you're even in your early 40s. Enjoy it. Enjoy it and do the right thing. Try to live life fully Uh, because I'm going to tell you something. This thing is just flying by, you know. It's almost like when we're born, we're thrown off a cliff. Like as a baby, I'm just, this is, you know, not literally, figuratively, of course. When you're born and you're like a baby, it's almost as though we're thrown off a cliff. And the closer we get to the bottom, uh, the quicker time speeds up. And that's that's what it's like. It's like we're, you know, when I was born, you're thrown off a cliff, but you're you're falling toward an end, an, an, an inevitable conclusion and the closer you get to the bottom, the closer you get to the end, the faster time speeds up. That's what it feels like. You know, I remember, I actually remember it like yesterday. I remember the last day of fifth grade. You know, I had started kindergarten in 1973 and I, 1979, I remember the last day of fifth grade. And I remember cleaning out the, helping the teacher, you know, clean it out because the school that we were, I was in at the time was about to close forever. Uh, there was going to be a new elementary school, a uh, new school complex where the element, all the uh, elementary school children would be attending the following year. And uh, so that was going to be the last day, and we were cleaning up books. And we were kids, some kids, some of the kids were helping her with cleaning this classroom out. And I remember thinking that day, my God, this is I'm only in fifth grade. I still got, what, you know, seven more years of this. Seven more years of school. This is going to seem like it seemed like at the time, you know, you're taking forever. And uh, here we are, all these many years later, and that memory still is strong in my mind. 
but all those years are you know those years went seemed to go pretty fast now in retrospect and it seems like as every year every year you get older the quicker it seems like it goes you know i don't know if there's some sort of an illusion that just you know is prevalent in all human beings but that's that's what's what it seems to me like yeah from my point of view and and a lot of people my age you know uh you know they feel the same way i mean you as you get older it just seems like time is going much more quickly than it ever went before you know when you're a kid like a lot of times it's like oh man i want to grow up i can't wait till i'm 18 and able to or 16 and able to drive and you know no, I can't wait till I'm 21 so I can legally go to a bar and drink. It's like, no, you, you enjoy the moment that you're in when you're before you get there because you're gonna regret thinking those things later on. Um, because like I said, it just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. Seemingly, you know, it, it seems like at this point, even though I feel the same way mentally as I did when I was younger, nothing really changed. I mean, I've become, become a little bit more, uh, I have more wisdom. I feel, you know, uh, you know, I feel, a, uh, I don't know, uh, more world weary. Um, uh, you try not, when you get older, you don't, you try not to let uh, things bother you as much as they would maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago. But at the same time, you're, yeah that's fine you're you're just older and you have more experience with the world and you understand how to to deal with things better as time goes on you 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 keep but you still never ever and never stops you never stop learning lessons you could still learn a lesson new lesson every day in life oh boy i'll never do that again that still happens that never stops um so but at the same time time seems like it just keeps getting faster and faster that's because i'm getting closer to the bottom of that cliff at some point i'm going to hit the bottom you know and then it's going to be it's going to be over but so i i tell i tell people you know try to enjoy and do do what you want to do in this life and you know do the do good things and, and 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 be good and and uh Take full advantage. Enjoy every day. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy, you know, even if it's a bad weather out, enjoy that you're experiencing it. Whatever you're going through, try to make the best of everything and just enjoy this for whatever it is. It's a, it's a miracle. We, none of us really can answer, you know, none of us know how this all happened or why it's happening. We, we can only guess. We don't know what happens when we're gone. If you if you say you do, then you're you're, you're lying to yourself. None, none of nobody knows. Nobody ever came back to tell us. And I, I'm I'm sorry to tell you this, but uh, people who that, like these cases where people say they were clinically dead and they saw this and that 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 doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, I'm sure in in moments of uh, crisis like that, if you're in a near death, you're going to have experiences. You're going to have thoughts going through your brain. They obviously were near death, but they weren't dead. Or, you know, just because they're clinically dead doesn't mean they're dead. We don't know what lies beyond. So it's important. It's important that you uh, enjoy this. Because let me tell you something. At some point, like say somebody's out there right now, they're 20 years old and they're listening to this or watching because I'm sure I'll have a video on too of this. And they're going to look at this and they're going to, they're going to be like, well, I'm only 20 and you know, that's, I don't got to worry about it. No, I'm telling you, 
because you're going to think that and then you're going to reach my my stage you'll, re, you'll hit 50 you'll be like oh my god he was right so you know make the best of this make the best of every day it's a miracle this whole thing is a miracle and at the same time it goes very very fast you know I feel good that I just made it to this point so far. I don't know how long I'll go, how long I'll live, how many years. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to try to make the best of every single day, whether I live till tomorrow, tonight, or till I'm 95, whatever the case. Uh, I understand that this is fantastic. This whole thing, it's fantastic. Enjoy it. Don't take advantage of it and uh, take advantage of every day of, of the beauty of this whole thing. Because, like I said, the older you get, the faster it goes. And uh, it's very fleeting, so drink it all in. Love it. Okay, uh, moving on. Now, this is a theory, and I'm, I'm just going to make, uh, I'm going to give throw out this proviso right off the bat. I'm not saying I believe in this theory, but uh, it's a theory. And I got, I got to throw it out there because, you know, be, the, the the when when you don't have all the facts when you don't know when you know something's going on but you just don't have all the information to that explains the reason why it's going on or how it's going on all you could do is speculate so this is some this is another pure speculation uh effort on my be, my behalf but it's it, and I'm not saying I believe in this but I'm just saying hey anything's possible and I'll tell you what it is okay is it possible that the collective subconscious of humankind basically created the extraterrestrial visitors that are, you know, seen here uh, by people, basically out of the ether, out of thin air. Now, consider, now just think about this. Okay, before I even get into it. Okay, there was a movie back in the 50s. It was 1956. Uh, actually, Leslie Nielsen was in it before he became, long before he became a comedy star. And, and you know, when he starred in movies like Airplane and the Naked Gun series, it was called Forbidden Planet. And in this movie, uh, to make a, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to make a long story short, just give you the basic gist of it. There's this planet that's found somewhere in some other galaxy somewhere, and there used to be a race of beings called the Krell, and these beings, uh, they were gone. They, they, all their uh, technology, all their equipment that, that powered everything on their planet was still you know in existence, maintained for uh, you know mil- hundreds of thousands of years. But they were gone. They vanished overnight for some reason. Nobody really knew why. And anyway, what we find out late, we learn later on in the film, and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen this movie, maybe you want to turn this off. Maybe you want to watch it, but I'm going to spoil it for a little bit for you. But what we learn later on in the movie is that the technological advancements made by this race called the Krell that had vanished from this planet uh, were so advanced that they were able to basically to conjure anything out of thin air if they if one of them wanted an apple the apple would just appear in their and it could be appear uh in their hand they were able to use basically uh some sort of telekinetic psychokinetic or i don't even know how you describe it some sort of power that you know just mental power could will something into existence 
that's how advanced they became. Like if you did, you know, you didn't have to worry about anything anymore. You had, they, they basically invented uh, uh, machinery so, so strong that it could connect with their mental wavelengths and, and assist them in creating things at will. So if you wanted a full course dinner, you could just sit there and boom, full course dinner right in front of you. Okay. But the one thing they forgot was what the movie referred to as monsters from the id, monsters from the subconscious, because even the Krell, for as advanced as they were, they they still had that primitive reptilian uh, desire in their brain of jealousy and rage that you know still never really got fully under control. So when they all fell asleep, they would dream about killing each other, and that's basically what happened. They ended up you know, creating monsters in their dreams and in, in, in their thoughts that killed one each other and they just vanished. That's That was their fate. Well, what if that's similar to what I'm talking about here with humankind? Think about this. Okay, 1945, we drop atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We entered the atomic age. Okay. But in the unconscious minds of humans at the time, we're advancing. We don't know it. You know, it's all in our unconsciously we're thinking of this, of these things. And we create. Uh, we're, we're concerned about a lot of different things after those bombs go off. You know, okay, we, we just entered this new age. And now unconsciously, we're concerned about other threats. We just went through World War II, and now we're looking for other threats. And unconsciously, together, as a collective, we conjure and a- aliens coming here. I mean, you know, it was only 50 years earlier that, you know, War H.G. Wells, you know, wrote War of the Worlds. Uh, in the late 30s, Orson Welles, no relation to H.G., uh, did the famous uh, radio broadcast that scared a lot of people in America at the time uh, based on H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds. So now that's playing in the back of people's minds unconsciously. And, well, somehow through the powers of the universe, you know, unconsciously, we conjured this these beings into existence. It's, you know, we couldn't help ourselves. And now they're here because we created them with our minds, somehow with some power that exists in the universe that we have no understanding of yet. We conjured the beings into existence. Now, I'm not saying I believe in this. I'm just saying it's just another theory until because we just don't have any answers right now. Uh, my per- Personally, I believe that uh, these extraterrestrials are coming from other planets. I believe there are, I don't know how many, I know there's multiple different, I, I, you know, I, I believe there are multiple different uh, uh, species coming here from multiple different planets, and what they're doing here is beyond my understanding. Maybe there's some people in, in some world governments that have a better understanding that uh, uh, they've been, you know, keeping an eye on this, and they know, they, they, they know for sure, but, you know, I don't. But that's my theory, that's what I think. Um uh, that's my my you know my feeling on this. 
at the same time, there are a lot of people that believe these beings are interdimensional, that they're coming, they're, there's other dimensions that we cannot see. We, we, we know of basically three dimensions and maybe if you want to consider time another dimension, four dimensions. Uh, but there's other dimensions beyond that we're just not aware of. We can't see them. And that's how somehow they're coming through, coming here through those other dimensions. I don't subscribe to that, but hey, it's possible. And then, you know, it goes on to this, this, and then we move on to the other theories. And this theory that I'm presenting here is that, uh, we conjured them here mentally, unconsciously, you know, because it doesn't admit it's almost like, okay. Uh, there was a time for instance, like in the 1800s when, when, uh, you know, locomotives were becoming a big thing, you know, uh, as we, you know, expanded America and, and you no, know, eventually, you know, that led up, you know, in people's minds, you know, horse drawn carriages and, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we used the motor for that? Like unconsciously we're thinking that, uh, thinking of these things in the back of our minds. And then sooner or later, somebody makes a automobile where you don't need a horse because this is what we all wanted unconsciously. We all thought that at the time, the people that were alive at the time unconsciously thought that some of the people there that uh, uh, were mechanically inclined uh, inventors figured it out. You know, that's how it goes. But maybe sometimes things could be conjured into existence by the will of the collective unconscious of humankind. And we conjured aliens extraterrestrials into existence they weren't here before and maybe they're here now again I, I i don't subscribe to this theory but it's a theory until we until we know exactly any theory i'm sure there's other theories we could talk about uh but that's what we're talking about right now that this is conjured i don't believe it but hey it's a possibility um we just don't know right now until uh we get some answers from somebody.